Pin, look. It's him. I pointed him. It's Captain Walker. Welcome to the Mad Max Minute. We hope you like kids because there's going to be a ton of kids popping up in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we're talking about Minute 49, which begins with Savannah embracing Finn, and it ends with Max surrounded by the waiting ones. A couple of ones that you certainly don't have to wait for are John and Jeb from the Toy Story Minute podcast. Hey, yeah, because we're already here. Yes. Yep. Welcome. Yeah. Thank so am you. I'm still waiting for this world to stop hating. Hey, <laughs> waiting on the world to change. Yeah. <laughs> I went like 2006, and you went like 1970 something or whenever yeah. that song came out. <laughs> anyway, good to be here. Yeah, good to be here. Like you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us. When I contacted you two, I, I contacted you for a very specific reason because this week there is something very related to the movie series that you guys cover, the Toy Story Minute. Toys. Oh. Wow. There's a toy in it. Yeah. Yep. You are our local toy experts, I assume. That's yeah. us. Yep. Buy local, think global. Yep. So I brought you in for that. But as far as the Mad Max movies are concerned, you are both coming at this from a very unique starting point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that. Starting point. Yes. Yeah. Be a Starting point unique point. is Middle one way to put yes, it, I that's guess. A good way. Yeah. Um, Literally, not neither of us had seen the film when you asked us to be on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Jeb. Yeah, I still haven't seen all of the movie. <laughs> all he saw was the three. Minutes I saw the that three minutes. For, yep. And built the entire universe of it off of that. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, until you actually sent us the minutes, I didn't know that there were like, not, like no, I didn't know there were like '80s versions of this movie. I thought that it. Oh. You thought it was all Fury Road? I thought it, but yeah, I thought it just like picked up with the one that Tom Hardy is in, and like I thought that was oh. where it like started. Oh wow! It was yeah, a and then when I read the minute, and then when I got the minutes and saw that it said like, <laughs> like it had the year and it, it had the no, it had the year in like the parentheses and it said 1985, and I was like, oh yeah. Also, it's it's a okay. uh, it's. Not digital film, so it's you know, <laughs> yeah, right. pretty obvious difference. Yeah, but like stylistically, everything, yeah, literally everything was different. So I was like, okay, I guess uh, <laughs> this wasn't an original idea. Yeah, I mean, that it, they, did. I mean, it, it was, it, it, it at is, some point, yeah. yeah. And I also had not seen any of the films, but I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna watch all of them. <laughs> so, uh, two day, three days ago, I I since three days ago, I've binged. Uh, three and a half of these movies. I haven't finished Fury Road, uh, but I'm liking it so far. Okay. And yeah, it, 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 I learned a lot of things that I knew as, uh, just random sci-fi-ish references were actually from these movies. Weird. Yes. <laughs> I also was of the R-rated Mario Kart persuasion. That's what this was about, <laughs> yeah, I just as kind Jeff of has said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I did not know anything about how it's weirdly about gasoline or anything like that. So, or that Thunderdome was the thunder. I mean, I knew it was the Thunderdome, but I was like, wait, is the Thunderdome only in this movie or what? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Let's just get beyond. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> which is where we are. In we the have moved beyond. 
Thunderdome at this point. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh. So great. I, I could have guessed that they were beyond the Thunderdome <laughs> yeah. in this minute. I could have guessed that. Yeah, because you've seen a Rick and Morty episode about the Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a Or like references to it in yeah. Simpsons or such. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is a movie about not driving cars. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. I'm curious if you're going to go back and watch the entire movie now that you've seen these three minutes. Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Are yeah. you going to watch just this movie or all of them? Up to I point? would like to watch all of them. Here's, okay, I hate to step on y'all's franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the first Mad Max is any good. <gasps> oh. It's real slow. And here's the thing. I, I tweeted this as I was watching it, but watching the second Mad Max, they sum up the first movie in the first like five minutes and you know exactly what's going on and it, it kind of works better for the time frame because it's weird how the first movie takes place before any like apocalyptic stuff and then Mel Gibson's the same age, but everything has like been exploded for years or whatever by the second one. I, I don't I don't quite understand it. I really like Liked Road Warrior though. That's astute. Yeah. Well. Yeah, because I've seen both. I'm vi- get it. I yeah, I get it. I don't get it. Oh, you don't get it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That that's exactly. Yeah. I mean, my, my feelings are uh, Road Warrior is a masterpiece. The first uh, third of this movie is even better. The second two thirds of this movie are not as good as Road Warrior, but still better than the first one. And the first one's like okay. It's like one of those things that like. Yeah, this is okay to, to, to see, but it's kind of just there, and I still don't understand why if there's a gas shortage, all anyone does is drive cars around to try and steal gas. Also, in like the second and what I've seen so far, the fourth one, they're like, let's drive our cars around to chase people to get gas. Like, wh- um, the, wh- the, why? What? You sound confused. Well, okay, if you're, if you're gonna chase down someone for their gasoline, why use like a whole bunch of cars and they're driving like a big freight with a bunch of gasoline like they're using up their gas if it's a precious it's like if you were like i need to steal all the gold so i'm gonna use my gold powered car i put gold (laughs) in the engine and that's how it runs but if i find these people and steal and kill them i can steal their gold that's that's what these movies are about jeb I That's exactly what you. these movies are about. Hey, here's my car that only runs if you burn dollar bills in it. I'm going to just put a whole bunch in it, and then I'm going to go rob a bank with it. Nice. Just cars being cars. Uh, I, I Honestly, I think these movies would make a lot more sense if they just stuck to, like, water being rare or, like, anything that's not gasoline, <laughs> which they kind of do more, I think, as it goes on. I'm stuck on the fact that you used a metaphor and just replaced gasoline gold with gold car? and oh, used crap. the idea that gold behaves exactly like gasoline. I... <laughs> Yeah, I was not. I was just gonna kind of let him have it. Yeah, but I that didn't clear anything up anymore. <laughs> That's like when you're trying to mow your lawn, but instead of mowing your lawn, you're mowing a sand dune, and the sand dune gets cut down just like grass. Exactly. <laughs> well, they're using all this gas to go and get gas. Is what I'm saying. Like, why weren't they all riding they bicycles? Is- yes. Or like. 
Or like, not like big old trucks and like there's fire coming. People have flamethrowers in these films. Why would you have a flamethrower when you're low on gasoline? Jeb, I'm gonna need you to help me out here. Okay. When we're done recording, jump in your car and give John a bicycle <laughs> and then tell him to catch you. <laughs> Okay. And film it for but us. The longer I, I chase Jeb, the more the less Jeb has. It's just a zero. This is the problem with capitalism, guys. It's a zero sum game. We're like, okay, you have to have money to make money, but then you lose all your money, not lose. You know I thought you I mean? were gonna go toward like a semi relevant point. Like, why didn't they develop like? A different kind of fuel? Like solar power or like something like that. And then you, you said, know what? it's yeah! like using gold. Like if you're <laughs> short on gold and you use gold to power your car. I was like, that's, <laughs> hey, that's, that's the same thing. Jeb, okay. What if I said the, what if the only gas station was a hundred miles away and we had to go there every time we got gas? Would we drive a whole lot all the time or would Seems we just like not drive anymore? <laughs> Why can these people just not drive anymore? They live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. You don't need to go anywhere. Where are you going? The Thunderdome. No, let's go beyond the Thunderdome. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, this was the perfect movie to bring these guys in for because this is the movie where all of the gas is gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This like is no the exact situation we're dealing with. Yep. Everyone's, no everyone's running on methane. Oh, and also everyone overgasses their cars because they all explode the second that they like flip over. <laughs> just, I just had to say that too. Like, especially in the first movie, they like three times use gas as like a time bomb. Like they light a bunch of gas on fire and it's like, cool. That's the way to kill people is to just set them in a pit full of money and set the money on fire. Good job. That's a very Joker thing to do. Yeah, the Joker did it in Dark Knight. Okay, here's the thing. I get it. This is why I like this is why I like the second movie because sure it's weird to use up all your gas chasing gas, but in the first movie the villains were just guys who liked to drive and make trouble. They were literally just people who liked to drive wild a bunch and also like they were like murderers and rapists and stuff. But you so know, they were I'm like saying, But what I'm saying They were like is, those kids in like the eighties and like seventies movies that like what they did after school was they just like drive around. Yeah, and like fun. all eighties movies, like the villain is gonna be a rapist. Yeah, and it's he's just, just drive like what he does after school is just drive around. Yeah, but except for they drive like real fast and stuff. Like that's that's what people do for fun in the first one is they just drive real fast and then you have to catch them because they're driving too fast and I'm like guys there's gas short why do you spend all your money on I don't know I don't understand these baby boomers is what I'm saying Uh, you know what doesn't run out the love of family? Yeah, we should. Yeah, this is a minute. We should talk about the minute. No, I'm enjoying listening to you talk about gas, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen during recording. I don't think I've ever seen John this flustered. Okay, I've definitely gotten this flustered when I was talking about like Woody's anatomy or whatever. Okay, that's or, fair. Ugh. It takes a lot, though. It, yeah. Is my point. Yeah. Does it take a lot, really? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There are uh, there are children here yep. in the in the minute. Yep. This first shot there we are. get, there's one child specifically running with outstretched arms towards a non-child. 
So this is <laughs> well, she's childish. She's like twenty-two. What twenty? Yeah. No, there's like no way her character is, is twenty-two. Well, the actress is twenty-two. Yeah, her character is probably like sixteen or seventeen. Well, okay. Oh no, no, she's got to be at least so twenty-one. Jeb, she has to be having, at least twenty-one. Jeb, having only seen these three minutes, mm-hmm. what relation do you think this young child has to this woman? What would you say their relationship is? Uh, oh, Jeb, don't assume the worst. No, that's not where I was going with it. I was just because I you don't know when I first watched the minute, I assumed that she was. Was much older than 22, so I figured that she was his mom. Ding, 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 ding. I still think she's Wait, his actually? Mom. Yeah, I think, yes. yeah that's she, why I think yes. she's like in her 20s. Oh, okay. Because the kid's like, what? Like the kid's 10. Eight? 10 years old. Yeah, I was going to say 8 to 10. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I was assuming that this... uh Because this is like a whole bunch of kids together that they're just like... I mean, let's be real. There's no oil anymore, so you can't make rubber condoms oh, for okay. people. Yeah. Which, it's a bunch of kids it's hanging like, out together. They wouldn't yeah. know what to do with them anyways. Eventually, right. they're going to get old enough that they're going to get a little curious. And do you think they're going to... Yeah, they're going to make children. Yeah. Like, it's... In I'm this minute, there's a pregnant untoward. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they call her pregnant. She does not look pregnant. <laughs> Right. Yeah, she does. Uh, Wait. Was it okay, Savannah isn't oh, pregnant. Yeah, 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 no, Savannah's yeah, not mind. pregnant. There's another person who is. No, though. it's a Kushu or it's whatever. Kusha. Yeah. Kusha. She is. Yeah, Kusha. <laughs> yeah. Good, that good, good Kusha. She does not look as pregnant as they say she is. Yeah, the screenplay says she's eight months pregnant, but she doesn't look eight months pregnant. She looks maybe six or seven months pregnant. Yeah. She looks like she could just be kind of bloated. And I'd be like, cool. If these kids weren't living out in the wilderness, she would look totally normal, I think. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking it up right now, but if I'm not mistaken, Kusha is only 16. Oh, well, there you go. Like like I said, like, it's not like they're waiting, to, you know, this, I mean, Mad Max is, let's be real here, uh, a extreme right-wing libertarian fantasy. And that's why it makes a good uh, post-apocalyptic hell world because you know that's what it would be <laughs> but, so i'm saying it's not like they're waiting for age of consent and these are i mean these are i'm guessing another 16 year old wait he was implying that like a right-wing utopia like doesn't have an age of consent dystopia but yes there's no such thing as a right-wing utopia <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry ein out there ein rand out there in your grave sorry Sorry. You should be apologizing. Yeah, because Mad Max is never a political movie series. It's only about like... Blowing things up. Yeah, I mean this... this Okay, these children, are they supposed to be aboriginals? Question mark? No. They're like vaguely brown, but I'm not sure how much of it is brown face. Well, that's all spray tan. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they're vaguely brown because they live outside. Right. Oh. These are a bunch of little Anglo kids oh. that have found themselves in this situation. Honestly, that to me, I thought they looked like mixed race Aborigine Australian people. Hmm. I, that the spray tan is a little thing that probably wouldn't happen now. Spray tan? Because they're, yeah. spray, they're a little too dark, in my opinion, to be just a tanned, you know? <laughs> All right. That's 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 what I was. That's I like, guess. And to me, I'm, I'm seeing these kids who are like quote unquote primitive. They're a little brown. They live in the desert outside of quote unquote society, and they're like they speak in like a pigeon language. And I think, well, this is an '80s movie. These are probably a stand-in for 
aborigines or just like you know uh native peoples hmm. i i really think this is even if they're not literally aboriginal i think they kind of are i mean you know like they, they kind of are a metaphor for it because it's uh it's the kind of idea of the uh noble savage or any of that you know? oh i just kind of thought they looked dirty oh <laughs> oh jeb are you saying that they're dirty because they're not actually aborigines <laughs> They're, they're dirty because they're covered in sand and spray tan. Yeah, exactly. I just figured they live out in the desert. Yeah. Are you saying that because they're white kids, they're dirty, Jeb? Yeah. That's racist. If they're white, then their faces are it's, very dirty. It's reverse racist, the worst kind of racist. The only bad kind of racist. Yeah. Hi, this is Mad Max. Sometimes it gets extremely uh, like, hey, what if... Everything the right wing wanted was a thing, and the whole world also exploded. Spoiler alert, there's not much difference. Um, that actually was a spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert for the end of the Trump administration. <laughs> A.K.A. the end of uh, the world. <laughs> Question mark? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, sorry for getting political on your podcast, guys. <laughs> we can roll with it. We strive for an international appeal, but you know. It's okay. The whole world hates Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The whole world is going to be affected by the awful things. Um, when the bye bye times happen or whatever the kids talk, the tomorrow morrow land is destroyed. That's Jeb. Times. You don't know that. But that's a reference to this movie. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Oh, the bye bye times one. from before. Yeah. Mm. They say things like, what's his talk? You know, oh, that's in this minute, isn't it? Yeah. He ain't made no word stuff. Yep. I want to quote that all the time now. <laughs> it's like, there's there's not a lot of lines in this minute, but there this is a very quotable one. He ain't made no word stuff. <laughs> anyway. There's also one of the kids is in a leg brace. Did you notice that? Yep. Uh-huh. I definitely did. Spoilers, Jeb. Mad Max is also in a lead race. Oh. Angry Max. Maximilian. Ang- yeah. Yeah. So just to loop us back around mm. to the minute real quick. Sorry. We started off this minute with Finn running to meet Savannah. Savannah hugs him, turns back, and says, Look, I found him. I found Captain Walker. And then a bunch of other kids show up. Uh, she finded him. Thank you. That's right. Because of their pigeon language. Mm-hmm. They can talk to birds. Never would have thought to call it a pigeon Pigeons. language, but I'll go with it. So <laughs> Savannah and Finn look from Max back towards the dune and holy new characters, Batman. Not <laughs> only did we get Finn and Savannah today, we also got... Five named characters and three non-named characters. Yeah. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> Except for like Savannah and Finn. All right. Well, have I got a treat for you because Ooh. we're going to go down the line All right. and I'm going to point out each one to you. Okay. The three little boys that are holding spears, they don't get names. Aww. They're not, They're not super important, important here, so they don't get names. Okay. The kid with the kite and the crazy horizontal haircut, that's Mr. Skyfish. Wait, <laughs> Mr. Skyfish? Mr. Skyfish. Like, please call me Mr. Skyfish. Skyfish was my father. Like, he is the father. <laughs> yeah, like, type of the thing. father of the Skyfishes. Yes, yeah, like, Mr. Skyfish is was Mr. my Skyfish. father. He, he is, is the father. Mr. Skyfish, bring me a dream. That, that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got a line It just here. clicked why his name is Skyfish. Because he's fishing in the sky. Yes, because of the kite. Is he, so is he trying it's to get fish bird? in the sky? Oh. Because he, they don't know the word bird. <laughs> okay. Oh, they only know fish. 
Yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. How do they know the word fish? They live in the desert, though. Not- because they don't technically live in the desert. Right. I guess. Yeah, you're right. They technically live in the crack in the earth down by a river. Yeah, where there are fish. Okay, that makes sense. In a van down by the river. Yeah, yeah. beat me to it. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get to see that river by the end of today's minute. Yeah, right. We'll actually get to the crack proper in Wednesday's minute. <sighs> get to that van down by the river. Mm-hmm. So next to Mr. Skyfish, the little girl there is Anna Goanna. Is that the one with the ball on the stick or the one with the little packy pack are we on the right screen i'm not sure if i'm in the right place in the minute she and gecko like walk up after everybody else anna goanna is the one with the boomerang okay yeah she's got the big old long boomerang yeah the guy next to her is the one with the ball thing the uh the record yeah yeah it's the record the record yep so the guy with the record and the radio chest piece and the leg brace walking cane thing Mm -hmm. leg brace that's gecko Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- th- there's a lot of this movie is a lot about disability because mm-hmm. like it's not only him and of course Max, but um, also Master and Blaster and to Jeb this sounds like just nonsense words. <laughs> but <laughs> here's the thing, Jeb, <laughs> Mad Max, good series of films, incredibly stupid names. <laughs> <laughs> As you've seen by you know Anna Bonana. Anna, yeah. Um, Anna Goanna. Banana Goanna. Max is such a dumb name. (laughs) Sorry to all Maxes out there. (laughs) Yeah, that was a joke. I just went with the most normal name and said that it was the weird one. Okay, Jeff. The villain of the first movie is called Toe Cutter. Does he cut people's toes? No, he doesn't. He doesn't cut a single toe. (laughs) He's just a guy whose name is Co-Tutter. And he doesn't (laughs) cut a toe. He doesn't cut any toes. He's just a dude named Toe Cutter, and he just, that's what he do. That's interesting. He's named that. That's interesting. He doesn't even threaten to cut a toe. It's just his name. John, do you want me to blow your mind? What? Not only does Toe Cutter never cut a toe, but the Knight Rider never rides at night. Yeah, did oh you know Oh my that? god, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, and he has a car that talks to him. <laughs> and, okay. and Johnny the Boy is actually old enough to be a man. That's true. Well, he's... Yeah, but the Lord Humongous was actually humongous. Very good point. Uh, but was he humongous? You want me to blow your mind again? <laughs> what? Anakin Skywalker. Walks on the sky. He didn't walk on the sky. <laughs> I mean, metaphorically, <laughs> sure. Mad Max actually isn't that angry in this movie. And he's not like really to the max yet. He's like mad medium. He's, he's, I wouldn't call him Mad Max as much as I call him like Sad Max. He's sad, Max. Disgruntled mid. Mid? Not Max. Oh. But he's not like minimum. Yeah, but he's not like minimum yet, like quite. He's like the mid. Yes. Yes. Yeah, anyway. Sure, that's him. That's him. Speaking of mini people, right next to Gecko, there's that little kid Uh with, I guess, a a bear? Stuffed animal tied to a stick or something like that. Yeah. Cute. That little kid is named Eddie. He's a little boy. Oh, okay, yeah. He's he's the one with, like, clay in his hair, right? Yeah. That's another very aborigine thing that I thought is... That's, like, a really... A lot of aborigines do that. And then next to Eddie is the pregnant girl, Kusha. That I confirmed is 16 years old. Oh, yeah, okay. She's yeah, got she has got a little bump. She's got a bump. Yeah. She doesn't look nine mo- eight months pregnant, though. No, I don't think she looks eight months pregnant. Yeah. Just obviously pregnant. Yeah. And then there's one more nameless kid on the end of the line. Oh, we yeah, don't, yeah. We don't we have don't to worry about. about him. What's the kid with the record again? He's, um... 
the gecko gecko yeah i really like his cool like ear hair thing the big old tooth that he has like asymmetrically on the side of his face that's a look right there it's a look yeah Yeah. that is culture it's a representation of a headset. Yeah, I think oh. the base of it actually is a headset. Like, there are still ear cups on it. Mm-hmm. And then so the horn cool. is supposed to be the mouthpiece. And then there's, like, a little animal skull at the top just for decoration. Yeah. So this is what he wears for his gaming rig, right? I honestly... Yeah. <laughs> and then the chest plate is supposed to be a radio. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought you were going to say that you liked Gecko's... Um, what car insurance commercials <laughs> and i was about to be really mad at you <laughs> yes yeah that's yep oh goodness thanks jeb no thank problem. you no for problem. doing this monstrous thing to me in my life yeah yeah <laughs> so there are several differences between what we actually see in the movie and what the screenplay says oh. for this moment and who is present at this moment for one in the novelization of the screenplay that we use for comparison skyfish i'm sorry mr skyfish <laughs> yeah. actually show some respect is flying his I- kite I didn't go to, well, no, that would be if he was Dr. Skyfish. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't go to Skyfish school for six years. To <laughs> <laughs> be called just Skyfish. Skyfish MD. <laughs> so he actually gets to fly his kite in the book. I Lucky think it's a him. shame that he didn't get to in the movie, because why not? It would have looked cool. Yeah. What is it made of? It almost looks like it's made of hide and feathers. That's what I was going to yeah, say. It, it kind of looks like yeah, a dead manta heavy. ray. <laughs> Yes. We'll get to see the kite flying later on in the movie. Okay, good. (gasps) It looks like it's made from like dead skyfish, yeah. Dead skyfish, yeah. Yeah. Can he actually catch skyfish with it? Because it would have to have like some sort of bait. Like, does it have meat on it? Like rotten meat for the skyfish to eat? Mm. Gecko and Kusha are not in, they didn't go on the trip, the gathering trip. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, why would you send a guy in a leg brace on a gathering trip? Covered in That just doesn't make any sense. It's a bold strategy, Cot. Yeah. And then Kusha didn't go either. Both of them are still back at camp. They're fishers, not gatherers. Mm. Are you sure they're not fishing out in the desert? Well, they were in the crack in the earth. Yeah. And they walked up. Oh, yeah, that too. (laughs) To meet Savannah. Right. Yeah, too. Yeah. And then Gecko is wearing a brace because he hurt his leg in a fall. Oh, I thought he just like... a temporary That's temporary, okay. Oh. I thought it was like a whole thing because I thought it like kind of parallels with Max and uh, it it makes kind of sense... To to me, it makes uh, a lot of things because Max kind of isn't the main character so much as he is like always accompanying the... the, Whoever's the lead of the movie and... uh, Yeah, that's fair. Gecko isn't really the main of the kids. That's more Savannah. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it kind of was a good parallel to like Max and Tina Turner or whatever her name is in this movie or the weird helicopter man in the last, the whole, the whole weird people that he encountered in the last movie or like Furiosa in the next movie or it's like, it's about Max, but it's more about the people with Max. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just the connecting string between the movies. So Anna Goanna and Gecko are an item. Ooh. Oh, really? They are together. I mean, they do walk up together. Yeah, which actually made a lot of sense because obviously Gecko walked slower than the rest of the group. And somebody and, was you know, walking They're just a him. bunch of kids. They don't have any manners, so they just walked ahead of him. And she, because she actually cares for him, stayed behind, walked slow with him. Mm-hmm. Aw, cute. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. Good to know. And Anna Goanna is not Savannah's biggest fan. Oh, really? She doesn't really like her very much. 
Oh, hmm. yep. That is a bit of tension that I don't think we really see later on in the movie. Yeah, I don't think it translates at all. Huh. That little uh, the teddy bear, teddy bear or whatever, is that on a cross? Yeah, it's crucified. It's crucified? I think, it's, I think it is. <laughs> I think it's on a cross, but I don't think it's don't think meant it means to be anything. I think indicative. it's because it's okay. like I think part it's of just her supposed staff. To be a frame. Okay, I was, that so was my like next question. Was utility like, combined okay. with, yeah. like, it's fluffy and cute. Yeah. Yeah. Fashion yeah. plus function. Yeah. yeah. So he figured out a way that he can take his teddy bear along with him mm-hmm. and it not get in the way or slow him down or encumber him. Pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For these kids being left to themselves, They're doing they've done right. some ingenious yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. I would so agree. I want to real quick, because I like talking about people when they show up, I've got a new face to introduce to everybody every day this week. Nice. Oh. We're starting off with Gecko. He's played by Mark Kunis. He is best known for his role here in Beyond Thunderdome. He was also in 84's Bodyline, 83's The Winds of Jara, and he was in an episode of Water Rats in 1998. So Mark Kunis was born in 1969 in Sydney, making him just about 15 years old when they filmed this. He began as a child actor on television in 1980 and consistently appeared in television projects over the course of what worked out to an 18-year career. IMDb doesn't have a lot of information about him past the age of 30, but I found a Mark Kunis on a LinkedIn search. (laughs) Is it the same one? He lives in Sydney, and oh, so I sent yes. him a request to connect. Oh my god! Of course you did. Please. So I basically said, "Hey, Mark, were you an actor when you were younger? If so, I would like to connect with you." And I haven't heard back yet. <laughs> this is what we need to do with uh, John Morris. Yeah, we, we need we to find really him on LinkedIn. Have Andy, the original voice actor for Andy, on because he's only been in Toy Story and Toy Story two related. Three. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we need to find him on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's what we need to do. <laughs> Finally, some LinkedIn will have a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> The worst they can say is no. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom Hanks hasn't responded to any of my ats or my DMs yeah, on Twitter. It's seriously. Weird. You know, that is surprising because he's usually such a nice guy. Yeah. You say that like he's responded to you and you've interviewed him. <laughs> Which he has not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he's too famous for mm-hmm. us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like I said, if we can get... A- Same with Joan Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to try and get Tim Allen before he gets too busy with oh, yeah. Last Man Standing. Uh, since they're bringing that back yeah well he's gonna be the last man standing on our podcast because he's gonna out podcast us with his professionality oh i thought you were gonna say that he was gonna be the last person from our franchise that we would ever interview well i wouldn't say i mean if we had the opportunity to i would totally have him on we would probably yeah but like he'd be your your last choice (laughs) yeah i feel yeah well. I will make it the official Mad Max Minute stance that Home Improvement was a far superior show than Last Man Standing. Oh, no that's not even a comparison. Are you kidding? I don't me? think even Last Man. I don't think even Last Stands Standing. Last Stand Standings. Yeah, those are stands. Comparing Home Improvement standing. to Last Man Standing is like comparing gold to gasoline in how well it is on a car. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. thank you <clears throat> i'm gonna go back to the beyond thunderdome storybook real quick because 
<laughs> While there is also additional information in the novelization in the storybook, which is really just a boiled down version of the novelization with bigger pictures in it, because <laughs> that's my level. Yeah, exactly. There's additional dialogue between Savannah Nix and the other waiting ones. She has to explain to them how she was walking along the desert and literally just sniffed out Max because he smelled so bad. Oh, yeah, he was And then bad. dragged him back. And Anna Goanna is really questioning about the whole situation. He brought a gross man here. Who is this? He's old. Savannah's like, I found Captain Walker. And Anna Goanna's like, that's not Captain Walker. He's not flying. Because <laughs> if you're a pilot, all <laughs> you do is All you fly. do ever, yeah. Oh, spoiler alert, Jeb. Uh, Captain Walker's a pilot. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. And he's not Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> and they think... It becomes clear a little bit later on from the screenplay that doesn't really translate to the movie. They really think he can fly. Yeah. Their understanding of the concept that he can fly a plane is translated to he can fly. He is a bird. Oh. Skyfish. A a literal bird? He is a skyfish. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they really think he can fly. They don't seem to understand metaphors. Yeah, which is weird because they're, they're kind of dressed literal. like metaphors. John doesn't really understand metaphors either. Yeah. But <laughs> to be thanks, fair. Thanks. That's the real reason we had John for this Yeah, because I'm yeah. one of those wild ones, quiet ones, whatever. The ones. Waiting ones. Hey, waiting ones. Yes, one. I'm waiting. They explain away the fact that Max isn't flying because he was jumped by turbulence, which is a made-up gang that they have in their mythology. But then the little one, Eddie, starts poking around Max, and everybody gets really startled because Max was carrying a monkey in his jacket when he collapsed. And so as the kids poke around him, the monkey jumps out of Max's jacket and startles all the children. And they're like, oh my gosh, who is this? What is this? And they're like, oh, that's his (laughs) co-pilot. Right, because he's smaller and uglier. (laughs) Turbulence, I would think, would be kind of like Ents. Like from Lord of the Rings, and they're just big old big trees. Yeah, big trees. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that would make sense because at this point, Max is not in the movie, but again in the screenplay, Max is really beat up. He's mm-hmm. bloody and bruised, and yeah, like a tree in yeah. really rough shape. Yeah, like also, a tree beat him up. The monkey is named Sally Ann oh, for future cute. reference, so you guys can. So be would we say in. Sally Ann? Because Max doesn't name her. Because Max doesn't name his pets. He does. Yeah, he doesn't even name him. Does he name himself in this movie? No, he doesn't name um, himself in the yeah, next. Yeah, he says movie. me, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he does name himself because this movie he's particularly talkative. I think he talks more in this movie than any of the other movies. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, in Road Warrior, he never introduced himself as Max. Right. And in Fury Road, he doesn't until they kind of make a big deal of it near the end of the movie. Oh, cool. I haven't gotten to that part yet. (laughs) When you're listening to the narration... his name is Max. When you're listening to the narration in The Road Warrior, they're like, yes, he's the man we called Max. Oh. Yeah. Because, you know, they didn't know. Because he's to the Max. Yeah. Yeah. We go from these kids just standing around looking at Max. We do a nice fade to all of them floating down a river on a makeshift raft, and we get a couple of good angles on them moving Max from place to place. So we know they're in a nice watery area. I think it could be fair to say that everything is makeshift of theirs. Like makeshift <laughs> is pretty much the definition of everything beyond the first movie in this series. It, yeah. Yeah. It's their chosen aesthetic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People are very dedicated their to their aesthetics style. in these movies. So. <laughs> 
And after we get the traveling montage, we see that Max is just lying unconscious, surrounded by all of these kids. Is, mm-hmm. he, is that sand on him? Did the kids going to say, why is he from the desert? So blue. Because <laughs> he's sad, Max. Why is I he think... so white? I think it's dusk or moonlight coming through and opening in the ceiling. Okay. Oh, okay. He's in the spotlight. I was gonna say, like moonlight streaming through the skylight. Mm-hmm. Like that's a skylight and he's being drenched yeah. in moonlight. <laughs> yeah. Which drains you of your color. Because the moon likes to Plus he's dirty. Melanin. Yeah, that too. He's very dirty. Because honestly, coming from the one who hasn't seen any part of this movie, he kind of looks frozen. Oh, that's because Elsa shows up early? Yeah, <laughs> I, see, I see that. That's where she's from, actually, Jeb. Oh, she's from, from Beyond Did you the not, Thunderdome? Did you not know that Frozen was a spinoff of the Mad Max series? No, I didn't read the manga. I just watched the anime. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Barter Town <laughs> eventually becomes Arendelle. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Turner Everything actually floods plays and they get a, uh, Elsa they get a in port. this one. So. Huh. Tina Turner's in this movie. That's another thing. You, yeah. I mean, I, I picked that up from context. <laughs> yes, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> from mentioning Tina Turner so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we pretty much wrap this minute with Gecko asking what's his talk and Anna Goanna saying he ain't made word stuff. Yeah. Which is John's new favorite phrase. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. In the screenplay, I know I'm talking a lot about the screenplay, but it's so different in this minute from the actual movie. Gecko doesn't ask what's his talk. He asks what's his jabber. Oh. Which I think is so much better. That's cooler. Yeah, it's, it's way better because yeah. jabber talk just implies what's like jabber speaking. Uh, so what's his talk kind of sounds like what's his voice. What's his jabber is like what kinds of things does he say? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, which is I think is what he's asking. Yeah, what has he said? Which, by the way, Gecko has been with Max this entire time, the journey up the river and all that. Gecko was there. He knows Max hasn't said anything, mm-hmm. so I don't know why he's asking. Maybe he just didn't hear it. He was lagging behind or something. He was too busy, uh, yeah, flirting it up with uh, Anna Bonanna. Yeah, yeah, Banana Fana Fofana. <laughs> yes, I'm never gonna get her. Anna Goanna, Ganana. Anna Go Anna. Yes. Anna Fofana. Yes. Banana like Anna, Anna Go Anna. Yes. Go, um, go Anna. Anna. Go Anna. Yeah. Speaking of Anna and Gecko, in the screenplay, again, Anna is trying to get Gecko to come over to her oh. and he's going too slow. And so she calls over to him, rattle your ass. <laughs> oh my God, that's a great. Like, <laughs> that's a get good your line. over here. Rattle your it ass, is. mate. Mate. Rattle your ass. Australia. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> That's why you have to put mate over everything. Yeah. <laughs> it made no word stuff, mate. Crikey. <laughs> well, we need to put a pin in this minute for now yeah. so we can come back on Wednesday and talk more about it. John and Jeb, where would you like to tell people to go in order to find more of you? Well, we are Toy Story Minute. You can find us in any iTunes podcast, man, anything like that. Anything, anywhere yeah. you find podcasts. Yeah, we are also, we are on Dueling Genre. Uh, network so if you go to duelinggenre.com you can look in their podcasts categories and find us and all that kind of stuff very simple Mm -hmm. Uh, if you want to more engage with us you can follow us on twitter at toy story minute and yeah we have a facebook group that john can never remember properly what it is but it's uh andy's room colon toy story minute roundup Thank you. Yeah. Yes. They so. have a much better uh, listener group name than ours. Mad Max says. <laughs> What's that? Come on, say it, say it. Oh, it's Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. I, I give it. all credit to that to Rick. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. He thought that up because he's good like that. I dig that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Well, that pretty much does it for us today. We've got... 
a wow rip roaring episode on Wednesday. We are going to come back and it's going to be a solid minute of Max just lying there unconscious while kids just talk are so confused for like the entire okay. minute. So yeah. yeah. So come on back for that for yes. sure. The Mad Max Minute Podcast is a fan project by Rick and Julia Ingham. The Mad Max franchise was created by George Miller and Byron Kennedy, is presented by Kennedy Miller Mitchell Productions, and distributed by Warner Brothers. Mad Max Minute is produced and edited by Rick Ingham. Our opening music is Verdi's Dies Ire by Daniel Batista of DanielBatista.com. And our outro music is We Don't Need Another Hero by MilitiaVox of MilitiaVox.com. Our home on the internet is MadMaxMinute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at MadMaxMinute, like us on Facebook by searching for Mad Max Minute, and join our Facebook listener group, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit MadMaxMinute.com where you can check out our Tee Public storefront by clicking the store link join our patreon by clicking the support link or make a one-time donation by clicking the donate link thank you for joining us for minute 49 of beyond thunderdome we'll see you next time Everybody say we're-